For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. going on thunder fans you people are listening to topic thunder <laughs> boy wasn't that fun, man? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah, that was an absolute blast. I mean, having, you know, two players set the triple double, getting a W with players missing, like the amount of brotherhood, chemistry, camaraderie showed in that game, like I'm ready to run through a friggin' wall right now. <laughs> well don't i can see the walls behind you and, and like i think it would disrupt your bedroom if you did that so don't do that but yeah i, I agree i feel like doing it too uh might make my wife a little angry so i won't yeah uh, by the way it's for real yeah <laughs> by the way i'm steven dolan and that makes the second consecutive time on this podcast that i have remembered to introduce myself so starting a streak of my own right now uh, at Steve Thunderfan on Twitter, I'm joined tonight by Dylan Hunsinger from Kentucky at Thunder Chats. How are you feeling, Dylan? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling mm. loose. Mm. Uh, I guess I'm kind of feeling like Paul George has here lately. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> you, you sound like you're describing Paul George's attitude lately. Man, uh, he's on our team, man. <laughs> He is for the next at least three years. 
Uh, makes me feel so good, man. I can't, I can't believe it. Every time I think about it, I'm just shocked. But okay, so all right. Well, I'll, I'll stop fangirling a little bit. No, no guarantees it'll last very long. But um, for now, the Thunder just beat the Portland Trailblazers, 120 to 111. Uh, sealing the season series against them. Jumped out to a big lead early. Fought off a comeback. Portland was on the second second half of a back-to-back after their tragic loss against Dallas the night before. So uh, you, you kind of knew their legs wouldn't last until the end, and, and they didn't. Man, it was just a really great win. It was a really important win, giving the standings, which we'll get into a little bit later. But for now, let's get into actually how the game went. Um, and Thunder fans, if you didn't get to watch this game, and let me just say, four Thunder fans actually did get to watch this game, courtesy of OKC Topic Thunder. Uh, we we did two giveaways this week. We did one on a on a little retweet game that Kenny Dang, the former Kenny Dang, who is currently at nude sexual and i might need to i might need to bleep that do i need to bleep that nude sexual in ood yeah we, we should we should definitely include it spelled in ood it's a yeah. play on words of noodle you know the noodle that you eat like yeah okay which, anyways which makes so much more sense yeah <laughs> right. that's kenny for you man kenny, come on <laughs> making us say this on our podcast so so he got to go to the game with a friend or family or whoever he took i don't know who he took and then the second person at blake from enid spelled just like it sounds um he left us a voicemail the first person to leave us a voicemail in that contest uh, which is something that we really think is an exciting feature that anchor provides us where you can leave a voicemail and we can insert it right into the podcast and you can have your live reaction or celebration or clever comment actually in the podcast for you to listen to and and for all of our listeners to listen to. So so that's a good feature. Speaking of inserting your voicemail into the podcast, we're happy to introduce voicemails from each of our two ticket winners who attended the game with a little bit of celebration involved. So here they go. Hey, Topic Thunder, I just wanted to uh, reach out and, and say thank you guys so much again uh, for the opportunity to go to such a monumental game. Um, absolutely insane. Uh, triple doubles from both PG and Russ. What a night. Uh, and just the sheer magnitude of the win uh, against a pretty good opponent without Dennis, um, without uh, Jeremy as well. Uh, kind of looked like going to be a tough night going into it for us, but out the gates, just just epic. Um, I can't thank you guys enough for the opportunity to go to that. Uh, you guys are doing wonderful, and uh, thunder up, guys. Bye. Hello, this is Kenny. I just want to give a big thank you to the Topic Thunder crew for giving away two tickets to this historic game. My dad and I really enjoy witnessing this game in person, and we won't forget about this fantastic memory. You should also continue checking this amazing podcast out because they are an up and coming that's going to eventually take over. Thank you and thunder up. All right, so yeah, we were we were very happy to be able to send four of the eighteen thousand two hundred and three people who attended this game to it. Uh, we hope they had a great time. We hope they celebrated. As they should. I mean, I, can you imagine getting to go to this game for free, Dylan? 
Like, you know, when we were hyping up this game, we probably should have added the caveat that you have a chance to witness history. Like, we didn't know Paul George was going to do this. We didn't know, you know, Jeremy Grant Schroeder wasn't going to be there. But we knew Russ had nine straight triple doubles, and we knew there was a very big likelihood he was going to get his 10th one tonight. So we probably should have added that in our hype-up tweets. That's true. That's true. That you could be one of, again... 18,203 people who are the only ones to ever see somebody pull off this feat in all of basketball history. So you had to tell the little congrats, noodles about congratulations. it. Oh yeah. Congratulations to Kenny and Blake for winning those tickets and for getting to witness that. It's really amazing. And all right, getting back on track. If you didn't get to watch this game like they did, you don't have to explain to me why you need TiVo. All right, so yeah, like I like I said earlier, the the Blazers were coming into this game on the second half of a back-to-back um, after a tragic loss the night before, where the refs may or may not have <laughs> had a hand in their defeat. So they were a little antsy. Um, in addition to that, though, the Thunder were without Jeremy Grant and Dennis Schroeder, who are what two of the top six players on the team. Like that's safe to say, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so so Jeremy Grant was out with that ankle sprain that he got at the end of the Rockets game. Um, finished that game out like a trooper, but you know what happens after the game with an ankle sprain? It swells up. It's it's better to keep on going immediately. Yeah, uh, do you think that uh, he sits out the Pelicans game and just kind of takes the All Star break to kind of rest that up? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's kind of my feeling, too. Somebody asked me about it, and I'm like, I mean, this this is what I would do, but also I don't get paid for this, so I could be completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's been a few chances with that with, with, like, Steven Adams when he's had a bum ankle where it's like, well, maybe he shouldn't play against the Bulls or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we could probably handle that one without him. So, yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. He should probably take that one off. Um, and then Dennis Schroeder was out for this game with the birth of his – First child? Is that his first Ye- kid? Yes. Yeah. First child, and I believe it was a boy. All right. All right. I, I saw there was a funny tweet. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm going to look this up in the meantime, and I hate when other podcasts do this, but it just struck me that I should say this. Um, Will something, who said, oh, so Noah Westbrook finally got that backup point guard he's been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I, if we're throwing tweets out there, um, I had somebody ask how many kids this team is going to have, and then somebody replied and said, does the Philadelphia 76ers count? <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. It is. Okay. Uh, I, I had to give them props. <laughs> yeah, really good. Um, all right, so... All right, yeah, so I, I did find it. That tweet was from... Will Galbraith at William underscore CG on Twitter in response to one of uh, Brett Dawson's comments. So that was really funny. (laughs) And I I really enjoyed it. So getting into the actual game now, um, the Thunder started the game with a five to one start. The very first bucket of the game for the Thunder was an emphatic jam by Paul George 
off of a, a splitting of a pick and roll and I think we can just say that was a good omen for how the rest of the game went. <laughs> it felt like it at the time, and it turned out to be true. Absolutely, and it, it, it tends to be that way. You know, Paul George, um, most of last year, he really struggled starting out in the game. Like, he would tend to catch fire later in the game. This year, he is putting his stamp on the game early on and keeping that stamp on throughout. Oh, yeah, the whole game's got his stamp on it, that's for sure. So, after that start uh there was an interesting play where terrence ferguson went up for a fast break dunk attempt contested by damian lillard and damian lillard swiped him across the forehead now ferg didn't dunk on him but the ball went in i don't know like how do how do we distinguish an attempted dunk that worked out from dunking on someone did he dunk on him <laughs> uh, I don't think so in our terms, but hey, in NBA 2K, if that happened, the crowd would go crazy and the announcers would act like he just posterized him. So just saying. Well, hey, the crowd did go crazy, but I mean, uh, that, the, announcers, yeah. the, the announcers part didn't work out, but it was a pretty cool play. Um, they reviewed that for a flagrant that the Thunder did not get the benefit of. And I agree with that. It was just it was a brush of his forehead and, uh, you know, it wasn't intentional, but so speaking of Terrence Ferguson, he picked up his second foul um, with 8.30 left in the first quarter, which, you know, with Dennis Schroeder and Jeremy Grant both out, and then you get one of your better defenders also in a bind and foul trouble, that had the potential to be a big deal. And indeed, he, he didn't play very many minutes in the first half. Um, and luckily, the Thunder were able to weather that storm. It was to the 720 mark in the first half before Russell Westbrook tried to take his first shot attempt, which I thought was pretty noteworthy. It, it didn't go down as a shot attempt. His first actual shot attempt came a couple minutes later of it about the six minute mark because he got fouled on this one mm -hmm. on a jumper. Um, but I think that just kind of speaks to the way he's been adjusting his game to being a facilitator more than a shooter. Uh, so the game went 13 to 13 and then Paul George hit a crazy three and I'm really enjoying the Paul George, uh, like dances after he makes a big three, <laughs> you know, like I don't think he has like a set celebration, but he does celebrate. Just does what feels right, man. That's all yeah, you gotta absolutely. do. So on, on this particular one, he kind of pranced toward the baseline and then did a scoop thing like, uh, James Harden used to do when he was on the thunder but toward the fans, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. And then sprinting back on defense. So I'm just really enjoying that part of his game. Oh, is that uh, the he, one where he uh, he, he was uh, spinning around Mo Harkless? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, absolutely. It was it was beautiful. <laughs> Paul George had 10 in the first six minutes. Um, which, you know, if you want to math that out, that's on pace for 80 points. <laughs> Got close. close. Yeah. So... Uh, there was an Adams floater off of a Abdul Nader pick and roll, which was pretty cool. And then Adams immediately got a steal from Dame that Dame knocked back away from him. And then Adams like dove to the ground with him for a seven footer to be as aggressive diving to the ground as Adams is, I think is really impressive. Um, and that was kind of the moment that the Thunder started to take over the game a little bit. Raymond Felton checked in with two minutes and 52 seconds left in the first quarter. Man, I knew it was going to be the Ray Felton game, but 
I, I wrote that note before any of it happened, obviously, right? Like, I noticed the time, but I was like, this is his moment. <laughs> He's been waiting for a month and a half. Hasn't gotten to play. Uh, Rodney Hood hit a three, and then Deontay Burton hit a three. And then uh, Paul George had this cool play where he kind of bobbled his dribble all the way under the basket. And then when he got there, he was triple teamed. And all he did was pump fake, and all three Blazers players jumped into the air simultaneously, and he got a layup. All right, so it was a really difficult play, and he kind of scored by accident and just by his skill. So what he did on the next, yeah, so what he did on the next possession was he was just like, I'm just gonna shoot a three as soon as I touch the ball, and he knocked that one down too. Dribbling's not working. Let me just fire this one. Yeah, it's just so much easier. So he knocked that one down, um, and then he got a layup after a C.J. McCollum travel, and then Deontay Burton hit another three to end the first. Thunder up 36-26. to 26. Paul George had 17 points on 7 of 9 shooting and 3 for 3 from 3. He was on fire in the first quarter. And that fire spread throughout the team into the second quarter. Um, but at the start of the second quarter, I just have to make my customary note, as I do with every Trailblazers recap. Zach Collins scored down low, and he still looks like goo from Meet the Robinsons. That is all I have to say about that. <laughs> and I still got to watch that movie because I still don't know who that is. <laughs> it, I mean, it's a kid's movie. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. I have kids, so I have an excuse. But hey, it's a daggone good movie. <laughs> All right, anyways, so after that, Raymond Felton hit a three, and I put an eyeball yeah, emoji yeah. because I was one of the people, or I tweeted that uh, Dennis Schroeder was going to miss because he had a kid, and I was like, we all know what that means, indicating Ray Felton was going to play, and I wasn't happy about it. But, and and as I said, I commented right here, I said, I hate on Ray a lot, but his face just oozes swagger. Like, as soon as he hit that three, he was just like, I knew that was going to happen. I mean can't hate on the guy um noel picks up two quick fouls early to start the second quarter which is not great for your backup center especially when steven adams played pretty much the entire first quarter but come back down ray felton hits another jumper i said okay ray i see you and then raymond felton with the ultimate heat check cj mccollum was draped all over him mm-hmm. and he drains a following jumper and it prompt portland to call a timeout with 859 left the thunder up 15 46 to 31 lead then right out of that timeout um they come out with a really interesting lineup i thought uh, is ray felton russell westbrook paul george deontay burton and there was noel Mm -hmm. not gonna lie to you never thought they would play together (laughs) no i surely haven't all year that's got to be the first time that lineup played yeah (laughs) absolutely but i mean hey they opened up the timeout on defense burton got a block and then they came right back down. Paul George found him at the top of the key, and he hit a three. And I didn't get to watch the first quarter, so I didn't mm-hmm. know he already had two threes, or else I probably would have made a bigger deal out of that three. <laughs> but uh, Burton tried a heat check just like Ray Felton. He realized he is not Ray Felton, and he missed the three-pointer. Yeah. Uh, I-, I just made a note that Russ's shoes oddly looked like Portland's colors, and I wonder with Russell Westbrook being Russell Westbrook if that was – a Russell Westbrook move. Yeah, they did, but you know what? They also look like one of the early versions of of Jordan shoes. 
I don't. I'm not a sneakerhead, so I'm not like I'm not able to like yeah. cite which one they are. But you know the one with like the gray and black kind of filtered thing, and then some, and it's mostly red though. Like I, I think it looked a lot like it was inspired by one of those Jordan shoes. I was into it. Yeah, it could be. I mean, he's he's had all kinds of flavors this year. So, oh, yeah. I mean, at this point, I wouldn't put anything past him. Um, I, I just made a note, uh, Patterson, you know, obviously he, he started for Jeremy Grant and he didn't shoot well. He didn't make a single shot, mm-hmm. but he got mashed up with Willard on defense and he actually played some great defense on him and, uh, got a nice contest and forced him to miss. So I just, I just wanted to make that note cause I, I was pretty impressed by that. Yeah. Um, he didn't, he didn't make any shots, but I also was never like disappointed by him yeah. being out there. You know, he was never taking advantage of or anything. And sometimes the shots don't go in, which they have been for him lately, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, whatever. He was and fine. And those shots that he's taken, you want him to take, too. Absolutely. Like he wasn't forcing nothing. No. All wide open threes. Yeah. So, uh, with 4.55 left to play, Adams blocked CJ. And CJ McCollum is usually a pretty level-headed guy. But mm-hmm. it, it prompted an uncharacteristic explosion from CJ. And he got called for a tech. And, of course, Paul George hits the free throw. Um, yeah, and, and I think that I think that I have a note that the only note I took in the second quarter because this was your quarter was that the Blazers were grumpy, you know. Yeah. Like, and I think I think that's a combination of factors. I think that's because they just had a game in Dallas the night before, where there were some questionable calls, which actually the NBA came out in the L2M report and said that Dame got fouled two times on his last shot attempt. Uh, so they had a reason to be grumpy, but I think more than that, they were also getting their butts kicked. And and you look to you look for somebody to complain to when that's happening, and, and that's the ref. So I, I, they had a reason to be grumpy, but I think that uh, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and basically everybody who's complaining, uh, it, it wasn't about this game. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, yeah, and you know, I actually made a note later on down that uh, the whole game had been very physical up to that point. Um, you know, on both sides, you know, the ref kind of let them play a little bit here and there in the second quarter. But after that tech and Russ got called for a tech for actually taunting the bench uh, later on after that, um, the refs kind of started tightening up on the whistle. But uh, I said a game that's played physical definitely plays into the Thunder's hands. So definitely like to see that. Um, so right after that tech and Paul George hits that free throw, Ray comes down and he hits another three. And I just made the note, he has 10 points in the quarter at this point. Thunder up 18. Um, a couple of possessions later, Westbrook backed CJ down. CJ was trying to get all up in Russ. Like he was, he was hand checking him. He was swiping at the ball. He was, he, I mean, he had his body all on him. And then Russ just turns over and knocks the jumper down points at cj and slowly rocks the baby now i've seen russ rock the baby on a lot of people this year but i don't <laughs> think i've ever been like hey you 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 are rock. the baby <laughs> it's, not, it's not dennis Schroeder's baby it's you <laughs> or any of the thunder's babies what is going on with that why <laughs> that's the third we, we have lost three player games to to baby births in one season <laughs> yeah somebody said uh thunder what was they said they said something about thunder um you know baby making at the end of the season last year and i said hey Schroeder wasn't even with the team but he was already with the program (laughs) not even long enough (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy that it's crazy 
so the very next possession, Russ tried to go right back at Dame, just like he did CJ, but Dame poked it loose. I, I just, in my heart, I would have loved to see Russ just continually just rock the baby on CJ, get Dame, mm-hmm. be like, hey, you too, like, and then point at both <laughs> of them, just rock the baby at him. <laughs> I, I, need, I, I need a bigger bassinet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need those twin strollers for you too. <laughs> Um, so then Russ goes right at CJ after the break, misses, he grabs the board, and he gets fouled, and he drains both free throws. And then immediately after that, he kind of taunts the Portland bench, and he gets called for, called for a technical. Um, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I didn't see the taunting. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't see like anything over the top or anything. I just saw the ref call a technical, and I was like, oh, CJ's probably in his feelings again. And he then they said He must have said a magic. He must have said a magic word, right? Oh yeah, and I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him at all. But it, hey, just, it was real just, quick, just real quick, just real quick, Russ, ten for thirteen from the line. That's we'll exciting. That. Yeah, ten for thirteen, absolutely. That's amazing. Abs- yeah, for sure. And getting to the line <laughs> that many times is is huge for. Oh yeah, I think oh, Russ's yeah. game and his confidence. All right, a couple more notes for the second. Uh, Nurk fouls PG for two shots, and it's his third foul. No surprise. Mm-hmm. Paul George trains both. Russ blocks Dame and finds the hot hand. Paul George, nope, just kidding. Ray Felton for another <laughs> three, 13 points in the quarter. CJ takes Patterson one uh, v one and he gets the M one. Russ gets the ball at the top of the key from Paul George. Instead of pulling up immediately, he hesitates, jab steps, and then he misses short. And I just put this as frustrating to me because, you know, we've seen the stats. Russell Westbrook is a good spot up shooter percentage wise, but. At least- at least fine yeah right. but we haven't seen it a lot this year like if he gets the ball it doesn't go straight up except for the end of the game it usually doesn't go straight <laughs> up he kind of hesitates with it he might take a dribble he might do a little jab step you know just a hesitation but i if he would just shoot the ball as soon as he got it i think it would do wonders for a shot yeah, and uh, and he act, he did, he took one of those in the second half and clanged it very very badly, um, but yeah, I mean the the catch and you're open and you pump fake and allow the defender to get close enough to mm-hmm. you to challenge and then you shoot like that's something a high school coach would yell at you for. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's it's very frustrating. <laughs> and the la- the last note I got for the second quarter is Ray gets the ball on a steal and he hits a layup for his fifteenth. I repeat. 15th point in the second quarter. I'm, are I was you, just are shook. You, are you down with the thickness? Oh my god. <laughs> 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 I'm not even going to acknowledge what just happened. Get, get up. Uh, Come on. Get down with the no, thickness. I, I know what you're talking about. No, get up. Come on. Get down with the thickness. Yep. All right. So at the end of the second, Thunder led by 19, 68-49. They was out shooting the Blazers 55% to 33%. From three, they were shooting 55.6% to 30.8. And surprise, surprise, uncharacteristic for the Thunder, they were out shooting someone from the free throw line 80% to 68%. Paul George had 25, 8 of 11. He had four for four on three, five of five from free throw. Five rebounds, five assists. Raymond Felton was second on the team with 15.6 of seven, three <laughs> of three from deep. Like, I just can't get over how good he was in the second quarter. 
and he, then uh, he, he fulfilled Dennis Schroeder's six-minute hot spurt. Yeah, that he's been giving yeah. us for the last last few games, right? Hey, Clint, where you at with that? Uh, All aboard the Felton train. <laughs> Anyways, Russ had 12 points, 3 of 8, 0 of 3 from deep, 6 of 9 from the free throw line, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, but 2 blocks in the first half. And then Deontay Burton, 9 points, all 3 of 4 from deep. Now, I just made a note because in the first half, Damon CJ was really struggling. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they had a combined 16 points on 5 of 25 shooting. So. Yeah, Dame was 1 for 10. <laughs> That would not carry over, though. No, it would not. Um, and nor would uh, Russ's three for eight, <laughs> which, which doesn't even seem that good. <laughs> no. So, yeah, going into the third, uh, immediately a 7-0 run for Portland. OKC missed three layups in that first minute or two. Um, you know, to be fair, the Blazers also missed a couple layups in that same stretch, or it could have even been worse. But then Paul George was there to cool it down. He hit a three, and then he got an amazing steal off off just a possession where the Thunder, I think, started to realize that this was a, a, a game that was in doubt now. Um, Russ pressured Dame all the way out to the three-point line, and then Paul George got one of those steals where not only did he deflect it and steal, he just, like, literally caught it, <laughs> which yeah. I, I just love those. Uh and then Ferguson hit a transition three to get the lead back to 19, and it kind of seemed like they had settled it down, but it, it wasn't quite to be that way. And on that Terrence Ferguson transition three, uh, that he got that pass from Paul George, and that was a three-quarter court chest pass. Like oh, There yeah. was no overhead. It wasn't like a lob. It was literally that ball went straight across the court. And I was just, I was astonished at how good of a pass that was. Yeah. And it was to the point where I was even like, how did Ferguson even get down there that fast? <laughs> you know, yeah. like how was he even pos- in position in the corner that quickly? But that's just the athleticism this team has. Uh, Portland got 3,001 possession to get them into the bonus, to get the Thunder into the bonus with 618 left in the third quarter, which was kind of a theme of this game. Just a ton of free throws. This game felt like it took forever. So, you know, this part comes out a little late. Don't blame us. Blame the referees <laughs> and the teams who, who couldn't stop from fouling. Um, I'm going to say this one kind of quietly. Russell Westbrook posted up on Dame and went to his little left-handed layup thing, and Dame totally annihilated his shot at the rim. So now that I've said that, we can move on to... Um, after that, it got to a little bit of a Russ versus Dame match, which didn't go well for the Thunder. It, they, it started to be very personal. Um, a bunch of OKC turnovers, a bunch of Blazers points, and then OKC took a timeout with the lead down to 14, uh, and it didn't get better from there in the third. Ru- except that uh, Russ did drive at Nurkic and caused him to pick up his fifth foul with 410 left in the third, which is a lot, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I think you have to pull him out there maybe if he picks up his fourth foul in some situations. Yeah, and it was wild because uh, on that foul, Russ was trying to Euro Nurk. And, like, oh, yeah. you know, in retrospect, Nurk's probably like, I probably should have just let myself end up on the highlight reel. It probably would have been better for my team. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and then so right after that, Abdul Nader fouled 
layman on a three, uh, and he was mad about it, but it was absolutely a foul. He, I mm-hmm. mean, he made the guy land on his feet, so that's a foul. He, he's been uh, pretty rough lately. Nader, <laughs> um, you know, like people have started to figure out that he's a target on defense, and you know, that's what happens to rookies when people figure out their um, deficiencies. Uh, I'd just like to throw a shout out in here for. Because we're an Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. I know we have a lot of overlap with Oklahoma Sooner fans. And every time they said Layman, I assumed his name was Teddy Layman, who was like a an awesome linebacker for the Sooners. <laughs> like when when they were awesome before they got bad, before they got awesome again. Um, that's when I cared about football. So every time they said the name Layman, I thought Teddy Layman. So shout out Sooners fans. Uh, Russ had this crazy awesome rebound um, when Burton took a three that got tipped by one of the Blazers' many tall guys off the bench. You remember that rebound? He like he like came from basically out of bounds and it was tipped, so it was a clear air ball. And Russ like skied up into the air and grabbed it and then hit Burton cutting off his own miss. For a crazy oh, yeah. reverse layup. Yeah, that was, that was a really cool moment. Um, another cool moment with Steven Adams shooting free throws and Deontay Burton being blocked out by seven foot, one inch tall Myers Leonard. He drew a foul just because he's strong and persistent. <laughs> he made a seven footer foul. He, he didn't make the free throw, but it was just, it was a cool moment where it's like, oh, this guy's just tough. <laughs> He made a seven-footer foul him blocking out, and he's like 6'3 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and that was weird because it was a it was a one and one, and like, how often do you see one and ones in the NBA? Well, it was a it was a foul on a shot attempt, so it was it was it was the same logic as if somebody shoots a shot and somebody gets fouled going for the rebound. How you get kind of an and one off mm-hmm. of that? So I don't. That was the uh, logic yeah. of it. I'm I not 100% sure they were right about that. I, mm-hmm. I don't know that rule in depth, but that was that was why they went with that. Yeah, it was just weird. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So so Burton was starting to feel, make his presence known, and Raymond Felton didn't score a lot in the second half, but he made his presence known a little bit too. He got this cool steal diving to the ground, and that led immediately to a Deontay Burton strong finish against um damian lillard um and he just belongs in the league i I don't that's all i have to say about that he he belongs and we'll we'll get to more about deontay burton and raymond felton later but so this is where it kind of all went downhill um damian lillard got an and one and then a layup and then he threw a lob to i don't know one of their tall guys yeah sure they're the they're the same i don't i don't know which one that was <laughs> and then uh seth curry got an and one a little floater over nerlens who fouled him and the lead was all of a sudden cut down to five points to close the third paul george lost the ball causing a short clock inbounds pass where they didn't score and the thunder went into the fourth with an 87 to 82 lead after having a 19 point lead going into the second half they lost the third quarter 33 to 99 again with that 10-0 run 
by Portland in the third. Um, and the only good thing I have to say about that is it wasn't as bad as Houston's third quarter two nights ago. Did you just say 33 to 99? Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> 33 to 33 to 19. I was like, good God, they lost yeah. like that. 30, 33 to 19. <laughs> I'll just clarify. If that's what I said. I believe you. So that's uh, that's what happened. So yeah, not great, but not catastrophic. You know, like like mm-hmm. Houston gave up the what was it at halftime? Twenty three or twenty four or something? Twenty six, I think. Or I think it's twenty two at halftime. Twenty six was the highest, yeah. yeah. And then, but then by the end of the third, it was tied. Mm-hmm. And by the end of this third, the Thunder at least at least still held a five point lead, knowing that it would only be a few short minutes before both of their superstars were back in the game. Yeah, and that was a thing that they kind of highlighted coming out of halftime. Uh, Wesley McCaslin, uh, she came on the, the I guess the broadcast, and she was saying that she talked to Mark Bryant, and she was like, you know, how do you how do you approach the rest of this game? He's like, well, we just saw what happened in the Houston game um, on the other side of the ball, so we don't want that to happen to us. So we're kind of we're gonna try to approach this the same way. Um, they didn't. <laughs> I guess they did to an extent. Um, the shot just wasn't falling as much as it was. And, um, you know, newsflash, Damon Willard is a really great NBA player, one of the best NBA players. And when he's hitting shots, it tends to open up your offense. So, um, you know, like you said, credit to the Thunder for, you know, keeping, holding the lead. Um, but, you know, definitely started to sweat a little bit, started to started to have some flashbacks to Saturday. <laughs> Absolutely. No question. Um, so hey, what, I have a quick stat to throw out here. Do's um, the Portland Trailblazers going into tonight were zero and twenty in their games this season when they were trailing after the third quarter. So That's I'm a... not going to spoil it by saying what they were <laughs> after tonight, but <laughs> they were zero and twenty. That's kind of crazy, no. right? Zero and twenty, right? Like they're and that includes games where they were trailing by one. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a coincidence. Not a good look. Well, to start the fourth quarter, we started off with uh, Felton, Ferg, PG, Burton, and Irwin's again. Just one of those random lineups we never thought we'd see. Probably haven't seen. Um, but PG stripped Alfaruk Aminu, and after a dead ball, gets a floater up for an AM one, and he sinks the free throw. And I just said, "Duh," because it's Paul George. Man, those that that steal he got off of Aminu. And and on even the previous possession where he like felt like he got fouled and tried to steal it and like knocked it loose and Aminu ended up grabbing it back. But those two plays were so like prime Kawhi Leonard, you know, where he would just like run up on somebody and be like, No, I'm gonna take that ball from you now. Like that, that's yeah. now basketball. So that was just really cool. It was he was he was mad and he was just like, I'm gonna steal this ball from your hands. <laughs> It was cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, I mean, I I don't think it's a huge stretch to say Paul George right now is a better fender than Kawhi right now. Um, and, no, you know, it's Chris, not. Yeah. And, you know, Chris Carter, I mean, he's a football guy. I don't take a lot of stock into what he says, but he did say that Paul George is the best two way player in the NBA now. And like I said, I don't put stock in what Chris Carter says. What I put stock in is he's finally getting the attention that he deserves from the right. national media. Yeah, it's getting into the public consciousness in that yep. way. 
that people are starting to think that and you know like it, you have to also factor in the the idea that Kawhi Leonard is missing games for maintenance you know like that is a factor you're, you're, yeah. I almost feel like you have to just multiply Paul George's stats by by the number of games he's not missing compared to Kawhi or, or vice versa you know but yeah I agree with you yeah and you know offensively speaking of Paul George at this point he was closer to a triple double than Russ was with 32 9 8 and Russ had 16 11 and 5 <laughs> and then <laughs> Right after that, yeah, that that wouldn't that wouldn't remain the case. <laughs> no one ever thought no one ever thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly, I was shook. I thought Paul George might have a chance to get a triple double before Russ because I was like, if Russ comes in and tries to get these five assists, like it's gonna look like serious stat padding and you know, it's not gonna go over well. But it well, out. I mean, sure, but I mean somebody trying to get five assists from a person who is averaging like 14 recently. (laughs) Yeah. That's just now how he plays. Yep. (laughs) And then the next possession, Paul George comes down, he makes another three. And then Burton, next offensive possession, he comes down, makes a nifty spin move. I put nifty in caps lock just to emphasize nifty. Nifty spin move, and he finishes with a left layup. And I said, the man is playing like he wants a contract. Oh, yeah. He's going to get one. Yeah, I think so too. Especially since Abrinas was weighed, and we have three roster spots. Yeah, right we now. have to fill. We have to fill two like within the next less than a week. So. We're just we're just waiting to save like maximum amount of money, you know. Yeah, it's fine. So even though he passed it to Burton um, on the inbound in the on the inbound for that play, Paul George wasn't actually credited with the assist, and he still had eight at that point, um, which I thought was weird, like. No, that I mean, should count. Yeah, like, yeah. but I mean, it, it was still eight at that point, and it was like throughout the games. So I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, maybe they'll credit him in another assist. It didn't. It didn't hinder him from getting the triple double, so it doesn't matter in retrospect. <laughs> okay. All right. So Russ comes in needing five assists to make history, and and then he drains a mid range jumper. LOL. He wants to win. <laughs> That's all he wants to do. He wants to win at this point because I don't have the score down here, but. You know, for much of the beginning of the fourth quarter, the Blazers were within single digits to like, you know, 11 points. So I thought, you know, Russ Westbrook, he came in, I think he tried to pass it to Noel, and then Noel missed it. But the next time down, he didn't even hesitate. He just pulled up for a mid range jumper, and I was like, hey, you know, he's just trying to get the points up so we can win now. So yeah, just, just making that note. And I said, Russ misses a layup off the backboard and Nerlens finishes it with a dunk. Can I say, can we make that an assist, please? <laughs> but very soon later, he does get a six assist. He finds Ferg on a baseline cut. And um, I believe it was Royce that actually tweeted that Russ showed like tremendous patience on that play because he kind of knifed his way through to the, uh, to the uh, elbow and he was just kind of waiting. And then Ferg, you know, exploded last second and Russ found him in stride for a perfect layup so credit to Russ on the patient and not forcing anything so the next play Nurk airballs and he was begging for the ref to call it a block like it it was kind of comical oh, yeah. how how long he was just <laughs> smacking at his fingers in the ref's face oh like, yeah man it was he was that was in defense of his own pride yeah <laughs> you know? it's like 
I would rather be blocked. I would rather my shot have been blocked <laughs> by somebody than to airball someone. So I just thought that was funny. <laughs> and then immediately after, Russ the PG for a 3-7 assist. Paul George with 38 points. And then the next uh, whole series, Burton meets Hood at the rim, which at that point I think Hood was like 4-4 four four from the field. And he tries to posterize Deontay Burton, and Burton just was not having it. No, no, no. And the, the thing about um, Rodney Hood, and the thing that I think Thunder fans who were after him recently um, mm-hmm. can be satisfied about is that, yeah, he, he scored okay against bench lineups. That would be fine. Um, Abdul Nader can do that, right? Yeah, he has. But, but how did you feel? Every time when Paul George dribbled the ball across half court and Rodney Hood stepped up to guard him. Like, <laughs> how did you feel then? <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't pay attention to who's guarding Paul anymore. I just know he's getting his. Man, but if it's Rodney Hood, I was like, oh, he's definitely getting his on this possession. <laughs> getting, getting cooked. Well, speaking of Paul George, immediately after that contest, uh, Russ found Paul George for an easy layup on the outlet. Um, to give Paul George 40 points and to give Russ eight assists. And I just made a note here. I need Russ and Paul George to both get a triple-double. I mm-hmm. need it. Mm-hmm. So, coming out of that timeout, Russ to Burton for an absurd finish for his ninth assist. And, I mean, just, just another credit to Burton, man. Like, I think I made, a, I made the comment earlier in the year, Jamie Grant might be one of the best finishers in the league just because he's so good at just throwing up crap and it going in. But uh, Deontay Burton was giving him a run for his money in this game. <laughs> and I think on this one, uh, Damian Willard was actually contesting him. And uh, I think Dame might have had his hand on the ball and he brought it back and then still was able to finish through contact. So, Yeah, it was a strong contest and a, and a strong finish for yeah. sure. I remember that one. Then the next play, Russ find Ferg on what might have been the most insane layup I've ever seen for Russ to make history. Like, he got fouled, and he was like, yeah. he spun so fast, <laughs> flipped that ball up, and it was so close to going in. Oh, I thought it was going to go in. It just hung on the rim, and it was just like, this would be the coolest moment to make history, right? Yes. It just didn't fall in. Ah, it would, it would have been this. the most Thunder thing ever. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But shortly after that, Russ finds Paul George for a three. There it is. Ten straight triple-doubles for Russell Westbrook, setting the previous record by Wilt Chamberlain. But that is not all. OKC, The OKC crowd gave Russ a standing ovation all the way from that assist to when Dame got fouled on the other end through both of his free throws. You know, they were just you know, commemorating how awesome of a moment it was. So, uh, yeah, hats off to rest there for sure. Yeah, and hats off to the OKC Thunder crowd, right? To to be aware of that, like the matching, beating the all-time triple-double streak in NBA history, like who who knows about that? And yet, and yet the entire 18,203 were on their feet clapping for this man because they're that engaged with the team. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to choose to believe that the four people we sent there were leading that standing ovation. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to leave that comment to myself. Uh, I just made a note. I need PG to assist to Rust to get his triple oh, double. It's only right. 
dude and yeah. i swear like he was shooting two free throws right paul george was to mm-hmm. he got fouled or whatever like it was yeah. there was like a minute left or something and i swear russell westbrook walked up to him and told him like you need one more assist mm-hmm. <laughs> and then steven adams was involved too and he was just and they like pointed over to that part of the court and like they diagrammed the play during the that free throw timeout and then yeah. the exact thing happened. I swear that happened. They, they, they drew it up and Russ knocked it down, right? Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, he and that's, did. isn't that just so cool? Like that's just a moment where a team can get together and feel like, wow, we've got like something of fate or destiny or whatever going this season where things are just meant to go right. Cause we drew this play up for me to knock down this triple double for you. And I knocked it down. Yeah, for sure, man. And, you know, evidence of that, like in my notes here, I said, PG needs one assist. Like he needs one assist for a triple-double, but he just kept trying to get buckets. He finished over Nurk on an AM1 to give him uh, – he missed a foul shot, but that gave him 45. And then um, Lehman was actually fouled, and I think this might have been what you was talking about because, um, you know, Russ always hangs back on the free throws. Mm -hmm. But Paul George was back there, too, and you could see on the TV, Russ was, like, in his ear, like, whispering something to him. Yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe this is it. And then <laughs> immediately after that, Lehman missed his free throw. Dame got the ball and made a leaning three-pointer to cut it to nine points. But after that, Paul George comes down, he gets fat on the shot, and I said, I'm kind of sad about it because I wanted him to pass it. Makes both, that's 47. But immediately after that, Paul George finds Russ for the three a three, he did not hesitate. Mm-mm. He did not hesitate to shoot the ball. No jab step, no pump fake. He went straight mm-hmm. up with it. And what do you know? Fell right down. Paul George got his triple-double. And then at that point, the next point of order of business was Paul George hitting 50. He missed his three. And I said, I'm getting greedy, greedy here. But the Thunder yeah. won 121 to 111 as the clock ran out. So it was a great night to be a Thunder fan. <laughs> Yeah, man, and, and Paul George's career high was 48. So the way I choose to interpret that moment is that he prioritized getting a triple-double aside his historically getting a triple-double co-star mm-hmm. over getting his own career high. You know, like he, he yeah. said, I'm going to pass it to Russ, a very, very bad three-point shooter this season. And give him a chance to knock down my triple double assist to make this mean something before I like just take a three or a two or even just attack the rim and try to get fouled to pass my own career high. And I think that's something that's really cool about this team. It, it gave me flashbacks to Russell Westbrook's famous long distance three pointer at the mm-hmm. end of his MVP season to to get that uh that victory but it was really the the play that the MVP that moment MVP yeah for him. yeah 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 um so it, it was just really cool it was like paul george is saying this team moment is more valuable to me than my mvp moment which yeah. just was really awesome yeah and you know in um what's i don't want to say in retrospect but uh in comparison i guess of that moment russ yeah. who just made history was like, 
you know, he could easily have been like, okay, this is my night. Like, I just made history. I'm the reason, you know, we're in this game. I'm the reason we're winning this game. But he chose on his night that he made history to, you know, make history again by, you know, helping Paul George get his triple-double. So he put his teammate in front of his accomplishment. So, I mean, not only does that, you know, say something about the brotherhood, chemistry, camaraderie of this team, that says something about the the growth, maturity, and the relationship of Russell Westbrook, Paul George. They really, really, really like each other. You know, like you can't understate that. You can't actually, you can't overstate that. Yeah. And, and how important that is. They, they, they like each other. They're friends. And I, I just think that's so cool that they're actually out here rooting for each other and supporting each other and trying to get these records. Um, and you know what? This was the loudest game of the season that I've heard Paul George's MVP chance get at the free throw line at the yep. close. And Russ is still out here trying to get him his historic MVP so they can have this night together instead of either of them being separate. It's just so great. I, I can't get over it. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me feel so good, man. <laughs> so and in terms of, you know, MVP moments, Paul George has had his fair share oh, of them wow. this year. <laughs> absolutely man absolutely um we're just gonna need the rockets to like drop down the standings a little bit and then he's got a shot at it right like that's that's the only thing separating him from being the mvp front runner i i I just i just don't think harden deserves it but i mean that's just yeah move on before i get angry (laughs) no i'm not i'm not against i'm not um disagreeing with you but if they finish if the if he's averaging 36 points a game and the and the rockets finish four or five or six like the precedent has been set now by russ to where the six seed can win the mvp so if they finish six or higher it's like i think a guarantee so I'm just rooting for them to drop lower than that, and then PG just, has a just, chance. Just get out of the playoffs, man. Hey, man, but like, how how often how often? And I I don't know the answer to this, and I don't expect you to either. But how often does a player finish top three in the MVP voting and top two in Defensive Player of the Year, like Michael Jordan? Because <laughs> that well, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked about it. Um... And I don't know if it was this week, past week or the week before that, but there's only been two other players that have won the MVP in the deep boy, and it was Michael Jordan and Kim Olajuwon in the same yeah. season. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I don't expect him to win both, and it's totally possible he won't win either. But even to just finish top two or three in both of those mm-hmm. is such a ridiculous ridiculous accomplishment that, um, you know what? I'm gonna actually look those things up because that deserves to be noticed at the end of the season. So great win by the Thunder. Historic stat lines from everyone involved, including Ray Felton. (laughs) (laughs) We're just so, so thrilled to be able to send four people to this game. I hope they had a great time. So, you know, like we, we just rambled for 10 minutes about how amazing the chemistry is on this team, right? And the trade line that just passed, and 
Presti didn't do anything. How yep. are we feeling about that? Well, I'm okay with it. But the initial reactions, and we talked about this on the weekly, was there was all kinds of Sam Presti slander. Fire Sam Presti. Sam Presti sucks. He doesn't. He's short sighted. He's this. He's that. He's blah blah blah. Like Sitting I'm on sick of it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> poking him with a stick. Do something, Sam Presti. Like <laughs> it, it, it's ridiculous, honestly, because this team has now won what eleven out of twelve. Mm-hmm. Eleven out of twelve. We're one of the hottest teams in the league. Um, we're well now we're one game back from second seed still, but you know we're right in the thick of it in the West. We've got an MVP level talent. We've got Russell Westbrook, who even despite his shooting struggles, he's playing at the top of his games. And we've got a team of guys that love playing with each other. Like They're I don't know. So if you, happy, man. They're yeah. so happy. <laughs> and I don't know if you heard what uh, Nervous Noel said today, but he was like, you know, this is like the first time I've got to experience a team that cares, like not just about winning, but you know, like about the team. And, you know, I'm not going to speculate one way or another on Ernest Noel. I've already put my hot take out there. But, I mean, that that's a guy who's been around, you know, Dallas Mavericks, Philadelphia 76ers. He's seen other teams. He's seen different cultures. But he's telling us right now, this team's different. There's something different about this team. So, Sam Presti sees that. And credit to him, man. Yeah, dude. It's just... Man, I, I I understand the need to improve the team. And, and look, I'm, I've been very active on Twitter saying, like, yeah, if you can get these people and if you can make these trades, then these are things you have to do. But and I tweeted this and I you've tweeted similar things, of course, um, which is just that whatever happened, whatever conversation Sam Presti had with other teams, whatever they were asking for for their players that Thunder fans were interested in having on their team i they were obviously asking for too much <laughs> you know like yeah it's a matter of trust at that point it's just saying that whatever they were asking for must have been too much for this team or else sam presti would have done it because he made all those phone calls um anybody saying that he's not active on the buyout market because west matthews and wayne ellington desi- decided to go elsewhere are wrong like we were active on those. Um, there's been reports of Paul George and Russell Westbrook and Raymond Felton recruiting Wes Matthews. He made a decision for him where he wanted to get more playing time because he wants his next big contract. And that makes sense. But the Thunder are trying within reasonable boundaries to get these players. And um, you know what? Now they have two roster spots that they have to fill. Because they treated Alex Abrinas the right way. And people noticed that. So, you know what? If we sign Deontay Burton to one of those roster spots and then we sign Corey Brewer to our last roster spot, like, I think we'll all be happy with that. Corey Brewer's fine. He won't play. He won't play. (laughs) Like, what's wrong with having a veteran who, like, Chemistry. knows the team and yeah. is happy not to play and right he's been on 10 day contracts what's his he'll ego what gonna Billy's be like? asking him to do yeah, yeah. he'll be yeah. fine right like for but we have to fill two spots so why not Corey brewer at that point 
Yeah, I guess so. I just, you know, there's other names I would like to get, but you know, again, since sure. we're on the chemistry, yeah, Corey Brewer would probably probably be the least affected, you know, chemistry wise. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like to. What are you thinking of Markeith Morris? Is that who you have in mind? Yeah, Markeith Morris probably. I'd love uh, to get him. Sure. Yeah. He'd be he'd be great for this team. I, if he wants to come, then fine. But if if last case resort, we fill two roster spots with Deontay Burton, who is what like an all star right now, <laughs> according to my notes, and then and then whoever, maybe that's Corey Brewer, or whatever. Like that's that's fine. The team loves each other. Yeah. <laughs> and it starts from the leaders. So there you go. Yeah, it's it absolutely starts from the leaders. Um. So just for this win to happen, missing a starter and missing the backup point guard. Um, missing your sixth man. Yeah, the sixth man, the backup, not just the backup point guard. You're right. To, to, to just be able to plug players in to fill these slots, to fill these minutes and beat a very good Portland Trailblazers team who really wanted this win. Like this was really important to them for for standings position, for uh tiebreakers moving down the line like this game mattered to them and they had just lost a game that made them very angry the night before so they wanted this one and the thunder got it missing two of their best players uh get off sam presti's back about not making a trade and maybe appreciate that he built a roster that could win this game against that team missing those two players that's incredible yeah for sure and you know, not to, it shouldn't be overstated. This is a team that we didn't beat once last year. <laughs> and now we're undefeated against them this year. So credit to Presty for, you know, just completely turning this team, this roster, the culture around. So props to you, Presty. Props to Presty. All right. So we're going to do a real quick, uh, Sighting of our favorite unit from this game. You want to take the honors on this one, Dylan? We're supposed to be a unit. Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, so the unit from this game, and we try to keep this one pretty creative, is the Thunder's deep bench. Um. So that's that's the guys who aren't usually in our rotation. And those two guys are Raymond Felton and Deontay Burton, who really stepped up large tonight. Uh, Raymond Felton had 15 points, all of them in the first half. Really all of them a big in the second boost. quarter. All of them in the second quarter. <laughs> there we go. Just a huge boost for the team in that quarter, just knocking down jumpers from all over the place. Just... Just really, really good minutes from him. Um, and then Deontay Burton, who had nine in the first half on three for four from three, ended the game with 18 points. 18 points. That's a combined 33 points from Raymond Felton and Deontay Burton stepping up. Stepping up when the rest of the bench was nowhere to be found. Abdonator 0 for 3 didn't score. There was Noel only had two points. Hamdu Diallo played a random minute in the first quarter, didn't score. And hey, even... he got he got one. He was very efficient in 
his punches in the face per minute in this game with his shot to uh, use of Nurkic's jawline. Hey, and, and of all the people on the Blazers to get punched, I'm glad it was Nurkic. So, <laughs> yes. Um, and then Patterson, of course, you know, he started this game, but he is a bench player customarily, and he had zero points. So, the fact that Felton and Burton was able to come in and get a combined 33 points is huge. Like, if they have an average day from the mm-hmm. bench, we lose this game. Oh, yeah. So And instead, we won handily. Right. Yep. Like they, they, they way outperform their expectations and they, it, they did it in a time that was absolutely needed for the team. You know, like that, that, that can't be exaggerated. Like they, it was absolutely a time where we were missing important players and these guys had to step up and they did step up. So, like, that's so huge. Then, uh, you know, shout out Sam Presti. <laughs> <laughs> Once again. Yeah, we'll do it again. All right. So, congratulations on the deep bench, which is just the two guys who I kept getting confused with each other on the court. <laughs> Deontay Burton and Raymond Felton on being our favorite unit of the game. And, uh, you know, one last award to give out here on the podcast. It's player of the game. And I I think we all know where this is going to go. But congratulations to the Academy Award winner for player of the game. Paul George, man, he's really good at basketball, isn't he? You know, like it's it's amazing. Like I, I'm, he's two hundred percent as good as he was last year. Absolutely. <laughs> like the the third quarter ended, and we were like, ah, oh, man, this game's kind of in doubt. And then the fourth quarter started, and Paul George just came out on fire. Like he's he's an absolute closer. He's one of the best players in the NBA. I can't exaggerate that enough. Uh, he ended the game with forty-seven points, ten assists, twelve rebounds. Could have had fifty if he had cared more about fifty than sharing this triple-double night with his favorite teammate. 15 for 26 from the field, 8 for 13 from 3. He's just been on fire for, like, um, four months. (laughs) Right? Yeah, and it's getting – it's kind of wild because, you know, you asked me, like, what I thought when Rodney Hood was matched up against Paul George, and I said, I don't even care who's against Paul George because, you know, I I know he's about to cook him. Like, (laughs) obviously he's not on that level, but, like – I haven't been I haven't seen so much confidence in a guy shooting off the dribble than, you know, Steph Curry. Like <laughs> he has Steph Curry like confidence right now at the three point line. And, you know, obviously they're completely different players. Steph Curry is the best off the dribble shooter to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, right now, like that's that's Paul George, man. Like that his his confidence, like he's loose. 
He's having fun out there. He's loving what he's doing. And I just I, I just hope and I just pray that he can continue this through the All-Star break and past the All-Star break and he doesn't leave his three-point shot at the All-Star game. Yeah, man. Like, if he... So, like, he... It's at the point with, like, Terrence Ferguson, right? Where he shoots a shot and I expect it to go in, but when it doesn't, I'm like, ah, that yeah. happens. When Paul George misses a three-pointer, I'm, like, shocked. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. like I, I'm like floored. I'm I'm like, wait, I have to rewind and make sure that's actually what my eyeballs saw. He's so on fire and he's so confident. And you know, I think this is where we have to give honorable mention to Russell Westbrook, who again just just has his, had his tenth triple double in a row, passing Wilt. Chamberlain and you know what whenever when almost anybody breaks an all-time record it's like oh they broke this record you know since since Wilt because nobody breaks Wilt's records (laughs) Russell Westbrook just broke Wilt Chamberlain's record for all-time consecutive triple doubles it's one of the most most historic things that has ever been done um but oh wait he's 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 averaged a triple double for three years in a row. Hopefully, he's gonna finish that third year. But yeah, man, I mean, there's no way he he's like so he he was never this far. He's over eleven on assists and rebounds. Really? You know? yeah, yeah. Oh, way over. Yeah, he's he was never this comfortably averaging a triple double in either of the other two seasons. Like this is happening. He would yeah. it would take a real collapse for him not to do it this year. And I don't even think a Russ Hader can even watch the game now and say he's stat padding. <laughs> like, it just comes so fluidly now. Absolutely. And yeah, I absolutely. Mean, he had 21 points tonight, 14 rebounds, 11 assists, one steal, two blocks. And, you know, any other night, that's the best player on the court. But his teammate with 47, 12, and 10. Um, the 10th pair of teammates in history – to have, or to have a triple-double in the same game. Um, I've been pointed out to by many Lakers fans. Thank you, Lakers fans. You can stop flooding my mention saying LeBron and Lonzo did it earlier <laughs> this year. But LeBron and Lonzo 40, did it? Yeah, earlier this year. Kind of makes cool. me mad. But they didn't have 47 points. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, the Thunder, was that the third time it's happened for this franchise? I think I just Serge, Russ, and KD all did it together one game. Are you had triple had triple double? Serge, Russ, and KD all had triple doubles in the same game against the Denver Nuggets back in the day. I'm I am sure of that. Russ Serge's with was with blocks, and there was overtime involved, but that happened. It wasn't listed on this list, so maybe the list is lying. <laughs> I don't know. It's a uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Continue. We'll, we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out after the fact. But man, um, the fact that Russell Westbrook just had a triple double for his tenth consecutive game, setting the all-time record, and didn't win Player of this game, is such a testament to. Paul George's greatness and and just how amazing he was in this game. He was 
I know he's playing like the best player in the NBA for the last month, you know. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. So congratulations again on your player of the game to Paul George. Paul Clifton Anthony George. What does that mean? Do I get do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get a bonus? I'll <laughs> be sick. No, it's just I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. Whatever. Alright, so that's about it for this recap. Uh, it's a pretty long one. You get to enjoy this. Um, we, we we were just so excited to talk about this game. Just such a historic game. We couldn't help but talk about every little thing. Uh, shout out to, again, our fans, Blake and Kenny, who got to go to this game for free, courtesy of Topic Thunder. We hope they had a great time. Um, we were just so happy to be able to send people to a game like that. And might I just add, um, you know, a lot of people were kind of upset. They they didn't feel like uh, they had an opportunity to do the voicemail. Um, you know, the first come first sale, first come first serve voicemail for the tickets. Um, and I just I tweeted this out earlier, but I want to make this suggestion: go to our Twitter, turn our post notifications on. That way, you don't miss a podcast or a giveaway opportunity. Right, right. Because we actually tweeted out the. Uh, the opportunity to win on a voicemail at least 24 hours before that. Mm-hmm. So that, that second, that second tweet of first come first serve was kind of a last ditch effort to be like, we need one now or you won't be able to plan your trip. So yeah, he, there was a chance. And if, if people had been aware of our previous tweets, then that would have happened. So yeah, good call Dylan, turn on our notifications and you can check out all our giveaways. We're going to be giving away swag, thunder swag like very soon and if you're not in the okc area and you can't go to games when we happen to be giving away tickets you can still win swag and and we'll pull our cash and 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 make shipping happen to wherever you happen to be located so we'll do that for you we're talking to you kiwis and you aussies yeah yeah, you kiwis you aussies i got i got a response from from amsterdam i got a response from uh from um south america about that so like we got fans all over the place and and do not feel like you are not represented or involved in these giveaways because we really thank you for listening and we want to keep you involved so thanks for listening uh you can find all these podcasts for the recaps on thunderousintentions.com you can find every one of these podcasts on now that's thunderbasketball.com You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. But if you want to be totally interactive, find us on Anchor.com. It's a totally intuitive app, and you can really give feedback and get involved in the podcast that way. That's about it. Once again, I'm at SteveThunderFan on Twitter. This is at ThunderChats on Twitter. Thanks for listening. And as always, Thunder Up. Thunder Up!
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.